Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to... We've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. Hey, hey, what's Vegas? What's up? I'm Crystal Heath. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 11.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio. Broadcasting live from Liberty Baptist Church. Our address 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. If you want to join us on Sunday, our service times are 9.30 and 11.15 Sunday morning, 6 p.m. Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Wednesday night is our midweek service. Are you ready for today? Mostly, are you ready for the next hour of us time together? Because I'm not sure I'm ready. I Normally, I spend hours uh, putting together what I'm going to talk about on a Thursday morning, making out some notes, bullet pointing stuff, saying this is what I want to talk about, this is the order that I want to present my different thoughts in, and uh, and, and I feel ready and I feel prepared to go. This week, I did not have time to do that. So it's kind of like when you're, you're driving somewhere and you know where you're going, but you're not entirely sure how you want to get there or even how to get there. You have it like, you're like, it's over there. But you don't have a GPS and you're like, it's all right, we're, we're going to make it. That's how I feel this morning. Like, I know what I want to talk about. I know what all I want to say, but uh, I don't have it uh, planned out. And so I'm a little, I'm a little bit nervous. It's like we're flying. We're flying without a without a computer system today, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. But I will warn you: you may not like all the things I'm going to say today, because I'm about to step on everybody's toes. Okay, I'm going to be sitting here eating my In and Out burger with six straws in my unsweet tea. It's yes, it's a beautiful thing. You don't have to drink sweet tea, people. Like unsweet tea. Less the zero sugar, zero calories. It tastes good, and the caffeine level is off the charts. Like I, I don't know why this is. I, I like sweet tea. I do. I mean, I feel like if you're in like the Mason Dixon line area on the East Coast when you grow up, you can do both. Like you're, you're on the border of where it starts to change over to people that only drink unsweet tea further north and those that only drink sweet tea further south. But you can, if you grow up in the Mason Dixon area, you can develop an appreciation for both. So don't, don't be judging. Uh, so I'm just gonna sit here with my In-N-Out burger, six straws in my unsweet tea, wearing my Nikes and have a conversation, a real conversation with y'all today. Because things are just crazy. Like, we just. It, uh, our culture just needs to take a collective step back and say, okay, do we really need to be outraged about everything? Is this good for us as a country? Is this good for our national health? Is this good for developing relationships and conversations? And am I still being able to enjoy life or am I always mad about something? Look, I I, I like In-N-Out and I'm going to keep eating there regardless of what the California Democratic Party says about, uh, about In-N-Out Burger. I like my Nikes. I love my Nikes. They are, they are, for my feet, the best footwear. 
that I can find that fit well, that are comfortable, that support my arches and help with my scoliosis. All right. So I, I'm not going to stop wearing my Nikes or light them on fire because, because Colin Kaepernick is stupid. I'm not going to do these things. And it works both ways. It works all the way around, but we're going to break this all down today. And then we're going to talk about how a, a lesser known about issue that's not necessarily an issue per se, uh, but a, a, another element of the whole flag controversy, which you may not know as much about, why I think that's way more controversial than anything that's happening uh, with the NFL or with Colin Kaepernick or anything else. All right? Like I said, buckle in. And then we're going to talk about boycotts and why boycotts are stupid. And I apologize if you've got kids in the car and they're not allowed to stay stupid. But there are some things in this world that are just plain dumb. And I'm just going to call it out today. Boycotts are dumb. All right? And I'll explain why in just a few minutes. But first, we're going to start with Nike. Nike has shot themselves in the foot, if you will, this past week. Uh, they have made Colin Kaepernick their spokesperson. Now, to be quite honest with you, I don't really care. Nike, I never, I, I never cared who Nike's spokesperson was before. I just liked their shoes, and so I bought the shoes. And quite honestly, I don't really care who their spokesman is now. I still like their shoes, and I'm still going to buy their shoes. And you're like, that's so hypocritical. No, it's not. It would be hypocritical of me not to do so. And I'll explain that again in a few moments when I talk about boycotts themselves. All right. So Nike goes and they make Colin Kaepernick their spokesperson. There is a collective uh, freak out across the country on behalf of conservatives because Colin Kaepernick is the one, of course, who started the whole kneeling during the national anthem during football games while he was, in fact, a backup quarterback with the San Francisco 49ers. During that time... Colin Kaepernick had the opportunity to go and play for the just-become-Super-Bowl champion, Peyton Manning retiring, Broncos need a new quarterback, John Elway and company go to Colin Kaepernick and say, yo, dude, we think you're a good football player. You can come be our starting quarterback. You're going to have to take a pay cut, but you can be our starting quarterback for the Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos. And Cap was like, uh, yeah, no, I would rather sit on the bench as a second stringer or potentially hold out for something else, which probably isn't going to come, than start for the Super Bowl champions. So I need to say that first because this is a, a little known and lesser discussed fact that if Colin Kaepernick really wanted to be playing football, He would be playing football. If he had said yes to John Elway at that point, he would have started for the Denver Broncos. It would have been a completely different uh, scenario today because I don't believe personally that John Elway and uh, and Pat Bolin and company in the Denver Broncos organization would have put up with Kaepernick kneeling on the sideline because John Elway, in my personal opinion, uh, has political aspirations post-football and he is a Republican and that just doesn't look good and uh, and because I, I... I believe that the Broncos are trying to suppress some stories about their players that uh, are staying in the tunnel uh, during the anthem. Notice no Broncos players are kneeling on the sidelines. That's because they're inside. So I don't, I don't, I, I think you have a completely different world today 
at least as far as the whole anthem protests and Nike and stuff, had Kaepernick said yes at that point. If he really wanted to be playing football, he would be playing football. So let's just get that out of the way first, and now we can talk about the absolute ridiculousness of uh, of Nike's slogan, right? So they put this picture of Colin Kaepernick up, and uh, and and they they have this new slogan. It says, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything, is the meme over Kaepernick's face. All right, so first of all, let's just look at the first part of this phrase, because the whole thing is just nuts. But believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Believe in something? What? what? Believe in what? There is nothing, absolutely zero things, inherently virtuous about simply believing in something. Like, I could believe in the Tooth Fairy. There's nothing virtuous about that. Al-Qaeda and ISIS believe in something and sacrifice everything. There's definitely nothing virtuous about what's going on there, right? <laughs> this slogan is, is, is dumb. And again, I apologize. I, I know this episode is going to offend some people, but I just... The, it's been boiling up within me and I just can't take it anymore. Like, this is just so, so stupid all the way around. All right? So, I'm sorry if you got kids listening. I'm going to keep saying the word stupid. So, if they're not allowed to say it, I'm so sorry, guys. You shouldn't... I just... Oh. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. It's like Thanos has come to Earth and spoken to Nike's marketing department. By the way, Thanos is a completely fictional character, and any and all correlation between uh, 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 that Avengers movie and the rapture would be completely false. But that's another story for another time. We could also apply this to, say, like, Emperor Palpatine. I mean, you could just... There's nothing... Believing in something means nothing, really. Unless you're believing in something that is good, in something that is virtuous, in something that is true. But simply believing in something, it, it, so what? Nobody cares. I believe that chocolate peanut butter ice cream is the best ice cream that there is. I believe in something. Okay, cool. Whatevs. But then they take it a step further. They take this believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Okay, um, Kaepernick has not actually sacrificed anything. He is, aside from Tim Tebow, who also, by the way, is not playing in the NFL, but you don't see him having a pouty hissy fit about it everywhere. Uh Kaepernick is the most known, most recognized, most sought after uh, non-playing former NFL player in in America right now. So please explain to me what exactly he has sacrificed. He is also making from Nike now on this deal way more money than he would have made even if he was a starting quarterback. Now we could argue that because he would be having probably then sponsorships anyway. But you, you get my drift. From where he was at to where he is now, monetarily, no comparison. That's not to me. That's not a sacrifice. It's not a sacrifice to be like, I'm not going to play football anymore. But I'm going to make about you know, $13 million more as a spokesperson because I'm sacrificing. I, can I make one of those kind of sacrifices, please? Like, I I mean, I love you all. But if Nike comes to me and is like, 
hey, you know what? If you just if you don't want to be on the radio anymore, you can come. We'll make a silly meme about you, and we'll pay you thirteen million dollars more than you're making right now. Like, would that be cool with you? I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what? Sorry guys, I love you, but uh, I'm gonna go be a Nike spokesperson. And you're like, that's terrible. You just do that for the money? Yes, I would. Imagine all the good that you could do in the world with thirteen million dollars, right? Oh, it's just it. Okay. Now let's talk about. Okay. I I I just don't know who at Nike sat down and thought that this slogan, in and of itself, was a good idea. Because uh, when you when you use Colin Kaepernick as your poster boy for sacrifice, uh, to me that's just a slap in the face to those who have actually uh, sacrificed because they believe in something. Our our military men and women who go and give their lives. I mean, we could a better comparison for the NFL would be Pat Tillman, but because uh, his widow specifically asked that he not be used as a comparison in this whole controversy, I'm not going to. Uh, but there are others like him. Uh, there are men and women all across this country who give their who 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 put their lives on the line, who have given their lives, who actually sacrifice everything. Colin Kaepernick is not the one. I, I mean, it's just it's it's laughable, quite frankly, to make Kaepernick out as some sort of martyr here, because he's not. But this goes this goes beyond this, okay? So we can we can talk all day if you want to about why I think this whole thing with Colin Kaepernick is is dumb. And we'll we'll come See, this is why this is why I need more notes because I have so many things I want to say about this and I have to figure out the best way. Uh, yeah, let's just keep let's go more with the cap story and then we'll get into our aspect of it. We the people who are engaging in the collective freak out okay when it comes to Colin Kaepernick and I, I don't want to take too much time on this because I did a whole multiple episodes about it last year when this was all a huge deal coming into the NFL season and you can go and listen to that podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes if you really want my in-depth look at this all right so I'm just going to touch on this here for a few minutes and then we're going to move on I've uh, as this comes to the forefront yet again there is there is this new angle, if you will, from those on the Kaepernick uh, uh, anthem protesting chain, if you will. It's kind of like the, the, what was it, the turnover chain? Is that what it was that just like got ripped apart in Miami last weekend? Anyway, uh, there's this thing going around where people are like, Kaepernick isn't protesting the flag when he's kneeling during the anthem. Rosa Parks wasn't protesting the bus when she protested. And Kaepernick isn't protesting the flag. It's the same thing. Well, first of all, it's not the same thing. The bus that Rosa Parks was sitting in, the bus was not an inherent representation of the United States. And I have great respect for Rosa Parks. And I, to compare what she did and what she went through to Colin Kaepernick and who he is and his multi-million dollar uh, deal here, 
to me is simply ludicrous and very insulting to the life and legacy of Rosa Parks. Colin Kaepernick, in protesting the flag, well, okay, yes, I know he's not protesting the flag, in protesting during the anthem, during the presentation of our flag, is protesting, uh, whereas a bus would not be a representation of the country, our flag is a representation of our country. It is a symbol recognized throughout history and around the world as a symbol of hope and of freedom. Not that our country has always been right or always will be right 100% of the time. Obviously not, but the principle remains the same. The principle is that it's a flag that represents what is good and right in the world, and that is freedom and truth and justice for all. Not that we always get that right, but that that is the American idea, that that is an idea that we aspire to, and that that idea is what has made and given Colin Kaepernick a chance to even be in the position that he is today and protest as he pleases and still go on to be successful despite the fact that he protests during the 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 celebration of the country, uh, which has given him the opportunities that he has. In my opinion, there are better ways to send your message. If you want to protest police brutality or whatever else, okay, fine. Do that if that's, if that's what you believe is the most important thing for you to do with your time. Use your words. Don't wear Shea t-shirts supporting dictators that slaughter innocent people or socks that depict police officers as pigs. That does not win you brownie points or help you uh, present your message. But quite honestly, this isn't about the flag anymore. In my opinion, it never was. Regardless of which side of the issue you're on, hear me out for just a second. This is about the story. This is about numbers. This is about ratings. I really, I, I really don't care about it anymore. Look, I, football starts tonight. I'm going to be watching it, and I'm going to enjoy it. And here's why. It's because I refuse to let a minuscule minority dictate my opinion and determine what I or may, may or may not enjoy in life. We've reached a tipping point in our country where whether or not we recognize it, we are allowing the the loud voices of a select few to drown out the good that is being done by countless other individuals and organizations in our world. And I, I look, I am I, I consider myself a patriotic American. I stand for the anthem. I put my hand over my heart. I know all the words, and I know that there's more than one verse to the song. I know who Francis Scott Key was. I studied his life. I, I, I've, I've written papers about every single one of the signers of the Declaration of Independence, all right? I, I love our flag. I love our country. I love our military. But I'm not going to boycott NFL games because there are a handful of players out of thousands upon thousands of NFL personnel that are choosing to be stupid. No, instead, I'm going to appreciate the incredible work that Carson Wentz and the Eagles organization have done and the great godly testimony that those men have. And I'm going to celebrate that tonight and I'm going to enjoy watching football because I'm not going to let these few stupid dudes dictate what I may or may not enjoy. I'm just not going to do that. You can if that's what you choose, but we need to understand that you're allowing something that is, and I believe would have been a complete non-issue had the president not intervened last year around this time via Twitter. I think this would have just gone away completely, but we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes. But 
look, I'm 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 not gonna stop watching football because a couple guys kneel. That will be that will be the focus. That will be the what the news media will report, and they will report it because this is what gets them clicks, and this is what gets them numbers, and numbers equal money. And regardless of which side of the issue you're on, everybody will click on it. Everybody will have an opinion on it on social media, and the more people click and talk about it, the more money they make. So you could have a team that has 70 personnel on the sidelines standing and being respectful and you have one guy kneeling and the story is not going to be about the 70 people that are standing but about the one guy. Because the 70 aren't going to get them clicks, aren't going to get social media attention, aren't going to make them money. But that one guy, he is. And so he's going to drive the narrative. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do what they believe in. What I'm saying is to you, as a viewer or choosing not to view, beware of how the media works to manipulate you so that they can make money. I'm not saying if you don't watch football that that you're... uh, That's fine. That's your choice. But just understand that this is not something that is prevalent. And that boycotting... In general, perhaps, is something we should be more careful with than we are. Lest we be hypocritical. For example, when it comes to Nikes, or or Nike material, or Nike branded clothing. it It is pointless, and quite frankly it is childish and selfish, to take usable items of of footwear or clothing and destroy them because you're ticked off about a marketing campaign. If a company produces a product and you buy that product and that company then later comes out with a campaign, a marketing campaign you don't like, and then you go and destroy their products, that doesn't affect them, okay? You already gave them your money when you purchased it. And there are homeless people all over Las Vegas. If you don't want your Nike stuff anymore, cool. But don't light it on fire to try to get attention on social media. That's not... uh, Take it and go give it to somebody that could use it. Somebody that could need it. Give it to somebody who doesn't have the privilege of destroying their stuff to make a political statement. Or try and get some more followers on Facebook or Twitter. Also, (laughs) if this, if Kaepernick as the face of Nike is why you're boycotting Nike, it really makes me wonder where, where your standards are. Because, quite honestly, there are many, many reasons to boycott Nike. Nike literally has made their products in sweatshops overseas for years. Child slaves literally have been putting money in Nike's coffers. And this problem hasn't completely gone away yet. Denial of wages, sweltering heat, unsafe conditions, physical abuse have all been reported recently. Nike workers, just 
I think it was three years ago. Reports of, of workers being kicked, slapped, and more in Indonesia. Children, underage children working. A company actually harming people and harming lives. To me, if you were like, you know what, I don't buy Nike stuff because they're using child slaves in sweatshops in, 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 in countries overseas to make their products, and you say, so I don't buy their stuff, respect. Hashtag respect. I get that. That makes sense to me. But if you're boycotting Nike because Colin Kaepernick is the face of a marketing campaign for them, and not because they use child labor, I kind of question your priorities in life. I do. I'm not saying that I support what Kaepernick has done. I, I'm not saying that at all. I stand for the flag. I think his protesting is, is, is misdirected. And again, whole entire episodes about that. Go look them up. iTunes, SoundCloud, The Fertile Show. You'll find them. But boycotts today, in my opinion, have become something that we don't really understand what we're doing. In fact, and this is my favorite thing, I saw this so often, so often, when the, when the NFL protests first started. People taking to social media, talking about how they'll never watch an NFL game again. Friends, people that I know, that I have been in their homes, and I know for a fact that you don't watch football. You, you don't watch football. But now that Kaepernick is kneeling, I will, I'm boycotting the NFL forever. You never watched it in the first place. Like, I, <laughs> it's not a boycott if you don't, like, do you, and all people the same thing with Nike. I will never buy Nikes again. The only shoes in your closet are New Balance. So, uh, that's not how boycott works. Which begs the question... Is boycotting something in today's culture, in America today, when we say we're going to boycott something, are, are boycotts actually about seeking justice? Or is it just about us hopping on another train, joining another outrage mob? Another opportunity to virtue signal, if you will. Another chance to be offended and express my outrage on social media. And I hate to say it, but that's what most boycotts are today. It's a chance to throw a little temper tantrum, gain a little social media fame, join another mob, whether or not I've ever actually used this product or not, whether or not I actually know what this company stood for before when I was using their products. No, but this is an opportunity. This is a bandwagon I need to jump on. Are you following me? You see what I'm saying? Oh, and by the way, all that stuff about Nike and the child labor kind of makes you question, you know, Colin Kaepernick being the face for them if he's like this social justice warrior. Um, like, do, do you actually care about the little guy or do you just, are you just saying that? Like, hypocrisy much? You follow me? So 
So, here's my unpopular opinion. I love my Nikes. I never cared who their spokespeople were. And quite honestly, I never knew that they used child labor in sweatshops, and I never bothered to find out. I still love my Nikes, regardless of who their spokespeople are, and I'm, I'm still going to buy them. And I'm still not going to look into where they come from, because I'm an American, and this is what we do. Maybe it should change, but it's just the way it is, right? I love In-N-Out, and I never cared who they gave money to. I never looked into it. I didn't care. Because they have good burgers cheap. I still love In-N-Out, regardless of who they give money to, because they have good burgers cheap. But look, it works both ways. The right is outraged about Nike. The left is outraged about In-N-Out. If you think one boycott is silly and the other one's not, maybe you need to rethink some things. Maybe what we need to look at is whether or not boycotts in and of themselves, if you are a person of principle, are in fact silly, counterproductive, and most often hypocritical. Here's why. If I'm going to boycott Nike, I'm going to also have to boycott at least 50 other companies and just about everything that's ever put on television just to be consistent. I'm about to get real personal up in here. All right? I don't know if you guys are going to be able to handle this one. But if you're going to boycott a company because Colin Kaepernick is a spokesperson and you think that he is disrespectful of the flag, my question to you is, what else is worthy of a boycott? Are organizations that uh, support marriage outside of what the Bible says, if you are a Bible-believing Christian and an organization is, is supporting and promoting and helping to fund uh, organizations that are working for marriage that would be outside the, the biblical mandate and uh, that in, 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 the, in, in biblical sense would work on to destroy God's plan for the family that would destroy the family, would that be a company that you should be supporting? If a company gives money to organizations that slaughter millions of unborn children a year, is that a company that you should be supporting? I mean, I'm just saying, like if you're going to boycott the NFL and you're going to be super vocal about that because there's a few players that kneel, and I'm not saying you can't do that, but I'm just saying if you're going to boycott one thing, please be careful, especially if you're a parent because kids are watching. And if that's not cool, how come we can still uh, drive around in a Ford? How come we can drive around in a GM? How come we can go to Starbucks? How come we can use Google? How come we can use Facebook? How come we can buy Tivana? How come we can have Apple products? How come we can have a Samsung phone? How come we can go in CVS? How come we have Sprite and Coca-Cola in the refrigerator? How come we have DirecTV? How come you have an American Express card? Do you use Lyft or Uber? Have you ever been to Universal? Did your kids have access to YouTube? Do you have a Bank of America card? Do you ever drink Minute Maid or eat at Olive Garden? Have you ever bought anything made by Johnson & Johnson? Do you ever go to Longhorn Steakhouse? Do you have any kind of Microsoft products or use iHeartRadio at all? Do you watch NBC, NBC Universal, or ABC, or, or Comcast? Or do you have Allstate? Do you go to Sam's Club? Do you go to McDonald's? Do you go to Chevron? Do you have Kellogg's products in your house? 
And you're like, what are you talking about? These companies are all companies that support things that you, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, would be very, very much opposed to. These companies are pouring thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars collectively into organizations that are slaughtering innocent babies and that are supporting an agenda which destroys the family. And I could go on. Dell, Toyota, Betty Crocker, Dockers, State Farm, Tide, Walmart, General Mills, Pepsi, uh, the, uh, Quaker Oats. Yeah, You thought those Quaker Oats? Mm, nope. Geico, Target, Cisco, uh, Lay's, PayPal, MasterCard, MGM Resorts, Boeing. Do you ever fly in an airplane? Better stop that because American Airlines is on this list too. Levi's. <sighs> Nationwide, Hyundai, Volkswagen, Dollar General, Marriott's, uh, Walgreens, Weston's. Should I keep going? Denny's, Marshall's, Amazon, ESPN, Jell-O, Sprint, uh, Time Warner, Honda, Cinemax, uh, Kraft and Heinz Foods, um, eBay, Groupon, Visa, Warner Brothers, UPS, CNN, the Walt Disney Company. Dare we touch that holy grail? Audi, Sony, Lee, FedEx, uh, Verizon. Adobe, United Airlines, Ben & Jerry's, Old Navy, Doubletree, Paramount Pictures, Caesars Entertainment, Discover, Liberty Mutual, um, Gap, The North Face, Hellman's, Delta Airlines, Capital One, Converse, Nordstrom, Whole Foods, uh, Lipton Tees, Hewlett Packards, uh, uh, Aflac, um, Walt Disney Parks Resorts, Pizza Hut, Hershey's, The Home Depot, Best Buy, Kroger, uh, PNC Bank, Campbell's Soup, Kit Kats, T-Mobile, uh, um, um, Ikea, Highmark, Wrangler, Southwest, Office Depot, uh, Adidas, Maytag, Netflix, Texas Instruments, that calculator your kid's carrying around, Publix, Office Max, Time Inc., JetBlue, uh, Viacom, Macy's, Yelp, uh, Staples, American Eagle, uh, 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 Twitter, Nissan, Dropbox, LifeLock, LinkedIn, Embassy Suites, BJ's, excuse me, it just keeps going, guys, it just keeps, Reebok, Kmart, QuickBooks, Taco Bell, I, the, the list is literally endless of things that if you want to be consistent, in my personal opinion, if you are going to boycott the NFL because it means that much to you that literally less than 20 people in an organization of thousands kneel during the anthem, okay, that's cool. Do that if that's your conviction. But I would like to know, and please don't be offended when I say this, but have you found a cave to live in where you don't need to support any of the organizations I just mentioned or will you will not use any of the organizations that I just mentioned? Because if you are a Bible-believing Christian and you support these companies or you utilize any of their services when they are funding organizations that slaughter innocent children by the millions 
and giving money to organizations that are fighting against your religious liberties and giving money to organizations that are working to undermine uh, the, the, uh, God's plan for marriage and the family. And it's not important enough to you to boycott or to protest or to express on social media your outrage over what these companies are doing in literally killing people, innocent babies. But boy, you can write 10 paragraphs about the Nike controversy in the NFL. Do you see the problem? This is why I said, and why I always say, I don't support boycotts. Because quite honestly, Nike having Colin Kaepernick as their spokesperson, to me, as a Bible-believing Christian who believes that life begins at conception, Colin Kaepernick as the Nike spokesperson is the least of my concerns. Is quite frankly at the bottom of my list of boycotts and you know what? Because I don't want to stop using Google, and I don't want to give up all of my credit cards. I don't want to stop flying Southwest. I don't want to turn over my iPhone. I don't want to stop using YouTube. I don't want to disconnect from DirecTV. I don't want to stop going into, into Olive Garden or never set foot in a Starbucks again. To be consistent... That is why I choose, as a general rule, not to participate in boycotts. Because if I participate in one, in my view, to be consistent then, I really need to participate in all of them. And I need to do a lot more research into what companies stand for and what they believe so that I know where my money is going and what it's helping to support. And if I were to do that, I couldn't live in Las Vegas because I wouldn't be able to shop anywhere and you can't grow anything in this place because it's a desert and I would die. So I would have to move away to a place where I could live by growing my own stuff and really never interacting with the world again because every time I interact with any, any place in this, in this country, I will be interacting with or supporting in some way somebody that's doing something or helping an organization that's doing something that I don't believe in. And you say, well, this is just absolutely depressing. How then shall we live? And we shall live wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Wise as serpents and harmless as doves means that I can sit here with my In-N-Out burger and enjoy it, and I can sit here wearing my Nikes and enjoy them too. Not because Colin Kaepernick is their spokesperson, and not because In-N-Out Burger gives money to the California Republican Party. But because I don't answer for what those companies do. I answer for what I do. I answer for what I know and for what I'm responsible for. And I'm not saying don't protest the NFL if that means that much to you. But 
I am asking you to consider why it is that you choose to protest the things that you protest or not protest the things that you don't protest. And as you consider that, choose to be consistent. What is it that really matters to you? Does someone kneeling for the flag mean more to you than babies being murdered? I'm not saying that the flag kneeling issue isn't a big deal. It is. And as I mentioned, I have talked about this issue in depth many times. So I wanted to take a little different angle today because all of the boycotting it just it it drives me crazy quite honestly it really does in case you couldn't tell by my epic ranting this morning this evening whatever time it is where you're listening and it just it frustrates me it frustrates me that someone will go to Starbucks four times a week and have no problem with that not even think twice about it but they're lighting their Nikes on fire and posting it on Twitter. To me, you've got a disconnect there. I think if we can just take a collective step back as a culture and stop letting the 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 incredibly loud voices of the few dictate what we can or can't do, what we can or cannot enjoy. And just, you know, whatever happens if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Like, and I know I've been calling people stupid today, so maybe I should. <laughs> but collectively as a culture, is it is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is your social media rant on on Nike and the flag worth it while you're posting the video of you holding the Starbucks? Like, I don't know. I don't know if the hypocrisy there is worth it. And the thing is, I don't want to give up Starbucks. I also don't want to be a hypocrite. So, this is my dilemma, guys. And I know it's real personal. But if we're not going to talk about real issues here, nobody else is going to. Is it really the hill that you want to die on? Is it worth friendships? Is it worth friendships? Is it worth your testimony to be so incredibly vocal about something like the Nike controversy, which in my opinion isn't even really a controversy, is that where you want to expend your credibility when there are babies being slaughtered by the millions and other companies funding that slaughtering of those children? I'm just asking that you prioritize your outrage. Even Jesus got angry. But make sure your anger is righteous. Okay? Now, the the president, the president, 
Oh, hmm. He, you know, you'd think this would be right up his wheelhouse. Kaepernick, Nike, surely, surely he's going to let them have it, right? Mm, nope. <laughs> nope. Now, I will say this, the, the Nike boycott, the, their stock has plummeted since they put Kaepernick in as their spokesperson. So I'm not saying that they don't work, I'm just saying priorities. But when, <laughs> after Nike announced Kaepernick as their spokesperson, uh, on, it was, was it on the 4th? What day was it? Like Tuesday this week? I think it was Tuesday. Either Monday or Tuesday. The president was asked his thoughts on the Nike Kaepernick issue. To which he replied, Nike is a tenant of mine. They pay a lot of rent. Oh. 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 So maybe there's more. The, ooh. Oh. What just happened there? The next day, because people noticed this seeming, you know, mismatch. <laughs> And, you know, kind of mentioned that maybe it isn't all about principle and money is more involved than anyone would like to admit here. The president finally tweeted about the issue. It was what everyone was waiting for. <laughs> oh, but even this, it's like, it's, oh, it just cracks me up. This is what his tweet said when he finally addressed the Nike controversy via Twitter. He said, just like the NFL, whose ratings have gone way down all caps, Nike is at getting absolutely killed with anger and boycotts. I wonder if they had any idea that this would that it would be this way. As far as the NFL is concerned, I just find it hard to watch and always will until they stand for the flag. So it's, <laughs> it's like, it's like tweet insurance. If you pay, okay, well, all right. I'm not going to go there. Not going to go there. Be good, Crystal. Be good, Crystal. Okay. Um... Okay, maybe I should just let it go. I should probably just let it go. But did you notice? Did you notice that that tweet was like, I wonder if they knew this would happen. But the NFL! I, I'm going to let you do what you will with that one. Like, I will rant about boycotting things and our responsibility as, as Christians to think through and prioritize where we expend that anger. <laughs> but I get in trouble sometimes when I start talking about the president. So I will let you all come to your own conclusions on that one. But I personally find it interesting... That when asked about the Nike issue, which is directly related to the Kaepernick issue, which is like, you know, one of his favorite issues, it just happens to come up that, oh, Nike is a tenant. So, uh, it's a message that shouldn't be sent, but, um, Nike is a tenant. I wonder if they knew this would happen. Also, the NFL is evil. Oh, okay. All right. I gotcha. That's cool. Yep. Right. Um, we might as well not even take a break in today's program because I've rambled on for so long. So I, I'm going to finish with this. All right. There is, there is a movie coming out. It's, it's all going to be related though. All right. So there's a movie coming out. 
Actually, it may be out now. I don't even know because I really don't uh, watch movies very much in theaters. Once they come out in Redbox, then I see them and I'm like, did you see this movie? And people look at me like, yeah, it's been out for like a year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, knew that. Definitely, definitely knew that. Um, So I, I believe it's called First Man. It's called First Man, right? The movie with Ryan Gosling, he plays Neil Armstrong, Man on the Moon. It talks all about the his whole process of becoming an astronaut and going to the moon and stuff. And everybody's like, it's winning awards and it's an epic film and uh, just brilliantly made and whatever else. All right, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't read uh, the plugged-in review of it. Or anything like that. I'm just saying this is what uh, film critics are saying. Okay, so don't take this as an endorsement in any way. I'm, this is what film critics are saying. But as film critics are like hailing this movie for its awesomeness, some other individuals picked up on the fact that conspicuously missing from this movie is the planting of the American flag on the moon. Like they they just left it out completely. And so there was this whole big, big thing where everybody talked about this for like three hours one day on social media. And they're like, why is there no American flag? And then after they discovered that the American flag hadn't been planted, people did a little bit further digging. They discovered not only did First Man leave out the planting of the American flag on the moon, but they also left the American flag patches off of the astronauts' um, suits. The astronaut suits had no American flags on them. And this has all been explained away by Gosling, who, by the way, is a Canadian, uh, and and uh, and the director, different people associated with this film, you know, saying, well, it's because it was a it was a, an accomplishment of humanity. And we don't want to emphasize the American aspect of this because it's one giant stamp for mankind, not one giant step for America. OK, no. Again, it's just my opinion. But to me. The omitting of the American flag being planted on the moon and the American flag from the astronaut's suits in this movie, to me, is more offensive than some dudes kneeling during the anthem. Here's why. Dudes kneeling during the anthem, little tiny group of people, don't really matter, and we don't really care about them. Some people do, but I think it's way overblown. This issue, this, you, now you're intentionally rewriting history to remove America from it. And you're like, well, no, because obviously they speak English and they're launching from the United States and stuff. No, you're taking America out. We don't even know if it's possible, okay? We don't even know if it's possible for a non-American to walk on the moon. It has not been scientifically proven that any other group of people can land on, let alone step on, the moon. No one else has done it. Yes, it's an accomplishment for mankind, but it was American mankind who made that happen. American ingenuity who made that happen. It wasn't China. It wasn't Russia. It wasn't Canada. It wasn't Argentina. No, it was the United States. And now you are rewriting history. I am not cool with that. You want to? It's a bigger deal to me than everything else we just talked about because now you are intentionally trying to change the perception of one of the greatest historical moments. Yes, for mankind, but also for the United States. Like You're, you're taking away uh, all... I don't want to say all sense of nationalism because it has a negative connotation now. 
but you should have I also don't want to say pride because that can have a negative connotation too, but you should have pride in your in your country. Not pride like I am better than everyone else. Not that kind of pride. But you know when you when you see the sun rising on those purple mountains and you think the purple mountains majesty, when you hear the anthem and you stand up and you put your hand over your heart, when you see brave men and women get sworn in to to service for our country or when they come home that feeling that wells up within you that says I love America I love what America stands for I love what America accomplishes the idea of America not necessarily that we get everything right but the idea of America the idea the ideals of freedom and justice and liberty for all when that feeling wells up in you, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about pride like everybody else is dumb and we're the best. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that feeling of, wow, look what our country has accomplished and think of what we can do. You're extracting that moment from this historical, incredible American achievement when you just take the flag out of it. Why I why I don't uh, why I have more of an issue with this than I do with the anthem protest is it's a couple of guys being dumb. If they want to kneel, go ahead. I'm still gonna love America. I'm still gonna be like, look at the size of that flag on that football field, and look at all those servicemen and women we are recognizing right now. And wow, that's cool, right? Those two guys they can kneel there and not enjoy this moment if they want to. I don't care. But I'm go- wow. But then when you rewrite the history, you take out the wow for everybody. It's not just a couple guys being dumb. Now it's gone for everyone. And it's actual, actual history. Unless, of course, the moon is actually made out of cheese and they made the whole thing up. But, you know, the, the movie says that it's history and that the moon is not made out of cheese. So if you're going to go ahead and let us all know that the moon landing was, in fact, real and the moon is not made out of cheese then you need to keep it accurate, keep the flag in there. That's all I'm saying. All right. Thanks for sticking with me. If you made it this far, good job. Congratulations. You are my hero. Uh, If you didn't hear the ranting for the earlier part of the program and you want to, it's okay because it'll be up on SoundCloud and iTunes later today. If I offended you, by talking about Starbucks or Taco Bell or Southwest Airlines or any organization that you might usually utilize that now you feel guilty about, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I am trying to make you think. All right? Think about why you do what you do because people are watching, especially little people. And little people notice hypocrisy more than anything else. All right? That's all I'm saying. Okay. Going to wrap it up now. Put a nice little bow on top. Maybe I should play the anthem. Would that be appropriate? For, <laughs> for the just kidding. no, not going to do that. Not going to do that. There's some good news out of California though. I'm going to throw this in here real quick. Um, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and uh, you've you've probably seen it on social media. There was a bill in California that looked like it was just going to sail right on through the California legislature to uh, suppress. Uh, religious organizations and uh, and religious freedom in the state where uh, um, materials and organizations materials would be banned from being used and organizations would get in trouble for using materials that would suggest that 
that someone could come out of the homosexual lifestyle, that they could uh, turn their life away from something like that. So essentially, many pastors and Christian counseling organizations were very concerned about this piece of legislation because they were no longer going to be able to legally uh, provide uh, biblical counseling to individuals uh, who, who would be seeking uh, something like this. And I'm not going to get too far into this um, because I have like 30 seconds left. But the good news is that bill has been put on hold. And everyone is like, what? How in the world? I'll tell you how. It's because God's people are praying in California and we need to be adding our voices to the Californians who are praying against this bill from taking effect so that God's word and biblical truth can still be shared uh, in that state with individuals who are seeking truth. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's AB 2943 is the bill number. Just Google AB 2943 and it'll bring up everything that you need to know. But uh, I hope, you know, pray for the people of California. Pray for the legislators and uh, and those dealing with hopefully not ever seeing this bill again. Likely, depending on what happens in the election, but since it's California, likely they are going to see it again. But just the fact that there has been any kind of a stay here is is pretty incredible uh, because that looked like it was just going to sail right through without a problem. So it's very, very big news, good news uh, for religious liberty out of California today. So that's a happy note. We'll end on that happy note. <laughs> and then we'll go uh, to, uh, let's see. We'll finish with Anthem Lights today. Hope you all have a great day. We'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. All the lighthearted things tomorrow, okay? Nothing, nothing, nothing heavy going on. It's going to be fun Friday. We're going to talk about fun things. I'm going to give some books away. It's going to be a good time. Hope you'll join us then. KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio is what you are listening to in Las Vegas. Hope you have a fantastic day. And we will see you back here. Actually, we won't see you, but you might be listening hope you're listening tomorrow. Same time, same place. See you later.